The NHLPA players poll was revealed on Wednesday, and I have some thoughts of where Bruins do and don't appear in the voting. That plus a preview of tonight's game against the Montreal Canadiens on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. Today is Thursday, March 23rd, and I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts, including YouTube. So smash that subscribe button on your favorite podcast app on YouTube so that you never miss a thing. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's a Boston Bruins game day. We're going to preview tonight's game against the Montreal Canadiens later on in the show. Also going to break down the latest NHLPA player poll and where the Bruins do and don't appear. I want to remind you that you can follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at LockedNHLBruins, and you can find me, my dad jokes and hockey tweets at Ian C. McLaren. So every season, the NHL player poll is released. It's a vote among the 626 NHL players who are surveyed on 14 hockey-related questions during the regular season. Players weigh in on a variety of topics, including questions on the most complete player, best passer, top defenseman, best shoe game, and more. And I'm going to talk about where some of the Bruins rank and don't appear. Let's start with the on-ice questions. If you need one game, who's the goalie you would want on your team? First place, Andre Vasilevsky of the Tampa Bay Lightning with 52.3% of the vote. Igor Shesterkin comes in next at 4.8%, followed by Marc-Andre Fleury, Connor Hellebuck, and Ilya Sorokin. 626 players voted on that one. He got, Andre Vasilevsky got 314 votes as the goalie players would want in the net with one game on the line. It's hard to argue with a guy who has two Stanley Cups, a Vesna Trophy, and a Conn Smythe Trophy. I would have liked to have seen Linus Allmark appear on this list. However, A, again, it's hard to argue with Andre Vasilevsky. Who would you take off? Well, maybe Marc-Andre Fleury. He's kind of past his prime at this point. The reality with Allmark, however, is that he doesn't really have that much postseason experience. In fact, he's only got two games with the Bruins on his resume last season against the Carolina Hurricanes, in which he posted an 860 save percentage. He's obviously all-world this season, should win the Vesna Trophy, 
if that translates into playoff success, then maybe he'll make an appearance on this list next season. Shesterkin, I would vote for. Hellebuck, Sorokin, you can't argue with those guys. Maybe Flurry off the list in lieu of Olmark, but again, he doesn't have that kind of career CV to uh, to work with or to to base that on. In a must-win game, which four do you think would be most impactful? Connor McDavid, 59.3% of the vote. Patrice Bergeron earning 1.5% behind Sidney Crosby, Nathan McKinnon, Nikita Kucherov, and just ahead of Austin Matthews. Connor McDavid, of course, puts his name on the score sheet pretty much every night. He leads the league now with 60 goals and 138 points. Just otherworldly play. It's hard to argue against him, despite the fact he doesn't have a Stanley Cup on his resume, unlike some of these other guys on the list, minus Austin Matthews, of course. He's yet to win a playoff series, so I'm not sure he really belongs on there. Bergeron, you could argue, should be ahead of Kucherov, Crosby, maybe McKinnon, but Kucherov, Crosby have more cups than Bergeron, McKinnon with one. It's hard to argue there. Top defenseman in the game. You have Kale McCarr, number one at 63.9%, followed by Victor Hedman, Roman Yossi, Eric Carlson, Adam Fox, and Rasmus Dahlin. Put some respect on Charlie McAvoy's name, please. He belongs on this list. I'd put him ahead of Dahlin. I'd put him ahead of Carlson in terms of overall defensive play. Uh, Makar, of course, won the Norris last year, won the Conn Smythe, won a Stanley Cup. He belongs atop that list for sure, but I'd put McAvoy at this point over Carlson, Dahlin. Yeah, I'd put him in there, although Carlson obviously has the pedigree at the moment, um, leading the league. In scoring by a defenseman by quite a wide margin. But if we're talking overall defenseman, then you got to put McAvoy on that list. Let's jump down to, <clears throat> excuse me, who is the most complete player? 591 players voted on this. Uh, oh, I should mention when it comes to defensemen, uh, other players got 11 0.54% of the vote. So I would hope that McAvoy would be among those other players. Most complete player. Sidney Crosby took this one with 30.1% of the vote ahead of our boy Patrice Bergeron, who had 18.8%. Number 87 has led or shared this. Uh, Category for four consecutive seasons. Bergeron, Barkov, who came in third, remain in the top three for the fourth straight year. It's an interesting argument. You know, Bergeron won his record-breaking fifth Selkie Trophy last season. I'd say he's arguably, well, not arguably, I'd say he's definitely a better defensive player 
than Sidney Crosby, uh, who I don't believe has won a Selkie in his career. His offense has dropped off, but of course, he is a former Hart and Art Ross Trophy player, probably a bit better offensively, or definitely better offensively than Bergeron over the course of his career. So I would say it's fair that they split the vote. I would like to have seen Bergeron take this award at some point. Unfortunately, he's probably not seen as having enough offensive impact to take this one home. And we saw that on display last night, Crosby just embarrassing the Colorado Avalanche with an unreal goal, top shelf backhand uh, against the Avs last night. All right, one more that I wanted to touch on here ahead of the break, and that is the player you least enjoy playing against but would like to have on your team. Patrice Bergeron not on this list. Brad Marchand coming in number one, 36.5% of the vote. Don't want to play him, but would love to play with him. Uh, Marchand, I've long said that among fans, among players, he's a guy that you would love to have on your team, love to hate. And he always finds himself in the middle of the action. He always is getting in people's faces, also scoring goals, coming up with big plays. And he is the player, you can't argue at all, you would least enjoy playing against, but would love to have on your team. There's a couple other Bruins, I think, who would belong in that list. Newcomers, Dmitry Orlov, uh, Tyler Bertuzzi as well. Trent Frederick, I think, might come up on this list at some point, but well-deserved for Brad Marchand, once again, earning this award. Um, He's a guy that I love having on the Boston Bruins, of course. Speaking of Marchand, he appears to have deleted his Twitter account yesterday. Hopefully that's just to focus up for the playoffs, not a long-term thing. He is active on Instagram still as he posted the results of this poll on his uh, Instagram stories. We're going to talk about off-ice questions here in a moment. First, a quick word about one of today's sponsors, which is Indeed. If you are hiring, you need Indeed. No matter how the last game went, anytime you take the field, you've got a shot at greatness. Give your team the best shot at winning, by recruiting more MVPs with Indeed. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description. You can invite them to apply right away, and you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. Indeed makes it easy to hire great talent. They deliver four times more hires than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash locked on. That's indeed.com slash locked on. Claim a $75 credit before March 31st. Terms 
and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. All right, let's look at the off-ice questions here. Best NHL road city to have an off day. Vegas coming in at number one, 31.7% of the vote ahead of New York, Sunrise, Florida, Los Angeles, and Nashville. Who is the best player to have in the locker room? Best guy to come in the locker room. It's a very split vote in this one. 448 total votes. Marc-Andre Fleury coming in first at only 3.8% of the vote. That's followed by Phil Kessel, Kevin Hayes, Jacob Voracek at 2.7% of the vote. Ryan Johansson, 2.5%, as well as Nick Foligno at 2.5% of the vote. Other players got 83.26. You'd have to assume that Patrice Bergeron appeared on that list, but this underscores the importance of Nick Foligno in the Bruins locker room at the moment. Um, if you watched behind the B, you saw the clip of Tyler Bertuzzi talking about how Nick Foligno, who's currently injured with a lower body injury, picked him up from the airport Gave him the lay of the land. They're both from Sudbury, Ontario, so they share that bond. They, uh, believe, work out together in the offseason. We saw clips of Felino at the Winter Classic, motivating players, saying, you know, you only get perhaps one shot at winning a game at Fenway Park. Some guys have had two shots at that already, but likely not to happen for a while his impact on the locker room can't be understated. He's kind of the de facto captain among the bottom six at the moment. And I hope he's able to come back for the playoffs. I'm sure his presence will be felt in the locker room regardless. He'll be around and I'd like to see him on the ice because contrary to what we saw last season, he's been huge for the Bruins this season. And uh, I want him to get rewarded with uh, some playoff ice time and a shot at a Stanley cup here. Who has the best shoe game? David Pasternak coming in second here with 3.4% of the vote behind Austin Matthews of the Toronto Maple Leafs, who has one of the more vibrant fashion games around the NHL. So that's where the Bruins rank and don't rank on this poll. Again, I would have liked to have seen a bit more love for Charlie McAvoy among defensemen. Patrice Bergeron for me is the most complete player around the NHL. When you're talking about offense, defense, captaincy, um, philanthropy, he is my guy. Linus Allmark omitted from the goaltending conversation. Perhaps that will change in the playoffs. I saw some debate yesterday that perhaps Boston should rotate goalies in the postseason. I think Linus Allmark, without question, the starter in game one. Perhaps you might have to call on Swayman if Allmark has a bad game and Swayman perhaps 
might run with the job, but Allmark is the guy going into it. And uh, I hope that he carves out for himself a reputation as a big game goalie in the postseason. Coming up after the break, we are going to preview tonight's game against the Montreal Canadiens. First, a word about today's other sponsor, which is the FanDuel Sportsbook. Now, FanDuel is the official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's America's number one sportsbook. And new customers can get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, which is safe, secure, super easy to use. And you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained in your next NBA game or uh, the NCAA tournament. Plus, plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. Don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. It's March 23rd, and it is ridiculous that the Bruins have only played the Montreal Canadiens once this season. It was a game back on January 24th, the Bruins winning that one 4-2. These two teams play tonight, and then they play once more on April 13th. Final game of the regular season, I believe. The Bruins and Canadians should be playing more than three times in a season. I like a balanced schedule, but NHL is all about trying to build rivalries, and this one should be featured more often than not. The Bruins should win this game. The Canadians, 2-6-2 over their last 10 well out of the playoff picture in the Connor Bedard sweepstakes. They still have some talented players that you want to keep an eye on, like Nick Suzuki, of course, who's one of my guys, a former Storm player uh, who I loved in junior hockey. Kirby Doc just returned from injury. He's got 36 points in 55 games this season for the Canadians. Denis Gurionov making an impact. Um, Mike Matheson playing strong on the blue line. Jake Allen will be a net tonight for the Canadians. He's got an 892 save percentage. So this is a very winnable game for the Boston Bruins. Montreal's power play is ranked 29th. Boston's penalty kill is ranked 1st. Montreal's penalty kill is 31st. Boston, a good opportunity to get their power play uh, rolling even better. It's come on again in recent games. The Bruins should be able to score one or two power play goals against this woeful penalty kill. Montreal's offense, 28th ranked. Their defense, 27th ranked. Boston, of course, first ranked defense, only allowing 2.11 goals per game scoring 3.76 goals per game, which is ranked second in the NHL. So all things being equal, 
this is a game the Bruins should win. And it's one, hopefully, they do win with a couple big ones on tap this weekend against the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Carolina Hurricanes. Those are games that we will preview on tomorrow's podcast. Now, the Bruins, I believe, can clinch top seed in the Atlantic Division with a win versus Montreal and a Toronto loss tonight in regulation to the Florida Panthers. Bruins currently 10 points up on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Both teams have, sorry, they're 20 points up on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Both teams have 12 games remaining on the schedule. So if the Bruins can extend that lead to 22 points, that's the maximum amount Toronto can get, and the Bruins have tiebreakers. So that's the situation heading into tonight's game. The Bruins can clinch first in the Atlantic and uh, first in the Easter Conference, certainly next. All right, that's it for today's episode, my friends. It's dark. It's rainy here where I am today. I hope the sun is shining where you are. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're taking care of yourselves, taking care of each other. Not going to lie, it's been a bit of a rough week mental health-wise for me, but we grind it out, we press on, and we hope for a big Bruins win tonight over the Montreal Canadiens. Thanks again for tuning in. Thanks for subscribing, for downloading, for watching on YouTube. Please do subscribe if you haven't already. We'll talk to you again here tomorrow on Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.